1: Hello, everyone. I'm George Roscoe, and we want to welcome you to today's episode 134 of Say What?, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including how Protect Our Kids is working hard to confront and diminish those threats through our mission.
2: That's right, George. Now that we're getting near the end of the year, like all ministry organizations, uh, our work cannot be accomplished without help from our partners and uh, our listeners. So today, uh, we thought we'd share with our listeners what the mission to Protect Our Kids is and exactly how we accomplish it. And I think uh, probably the best place to start is to give some personal history about how we both got involved with this ministry. And I'll start. Um, I first met uh, my good friend George here about five years ago. And uh, we both learned that uh, we were passionate about what was happening in the school system, the indoctrination that we were both starting to see. And we have some commonalities in our academic career. We're, we're both engineers. Uh, I'm an electrical engineer. You're a civil engineer. Um, I went on to law school and uh, had a, a career in uh, in Silicon Valley for, for many, many years. You're still working as a vice president of a fairly large company. And um, we got together to some mutual friends and other organizations that were already talking about issues that were happening in the school system. And it was, I think it was March 2019, that we formally launched Protect Our Kids. And that was the result of a very pernicious law that passed earlier in California in 2015, uh, Assembly Bill 329, otherwise known as the California Healthy Youth Act. And uh, George, you and I said, we've got to do something about this.
1: Yeah. And what was crazy about that was I didn't find out about that law until three years after it passed. (laughs) It was April of 2018. Um, And then from all the various interactions and networking I I was doing in 2018 to try and figure out what I should be doing to oppose this uh, evil law, uh, that's how we ended up getting to meet each other through one of those uh, meetings. And... We put our heads together, and and here we are. And here we are,
2: uh, four-plus years later. And, uh, George, there's a quote by George Orwell that um, is important to both of us for good reason, huh?
1: George Orwell said, In times of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And we've seen how many people have been paying the price even getting fired from their jobs just for standing up for the truth.
2: It's so true. Uh, We did an episode uh, last year on George Orwell's book 1984, and it was chilling to find out the parallels between what he wrote in that book and what we're seeing today as played out in culture more onerously in our public school system. And, We have a duty as Christians, and Protect Our Kids is definitely a Christian organization. Uh, We're believers. We're all volunteers. We're doing this out uh, of—really, the we're compelled to do it uh, through our our Christian belief. Uh, For example, uh, in Matthew 5, uh, we are told to be salt and light. We're not to sit back and do nothing in society. Salt acts as a preservative in society. It's also a flavoring. And we should show that as as Christian believers in our culture. We're also called to uh, dispel darkness by shining light yes. on darkness. And then what does Ephesians 5.11 say?
1: Uh, it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And Mark, I had read this verse so many times, and it wasn't until about four or five years ago when I reread this um, one day and It just struck me that the verse ended with the phrase, expose them. I was always so focused on having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And that's when I really felt compelled. And I asked myself the question for the first time, how do you expose evil? Amen,
2: George. And, uh, you know, if, if our listeners have been with us long enough, then they've already heard what's happening in the school system. But some people ask, how did we get here? How did we, it seemed like it happened overnight, but it really didn't. As we both know, uh, change happens gradually, and then it happens suddenly. Oftentimes for really important cultural changes, uh, the the seeds are sown very early, and they sort of, their, their roots uh, spread out. And it's only when the fruit of those roots spring up, sometimes it's too late. To stop it, and we've sort of seen this. I mean, if you look back in our history, uh scholars, and I think very compellingly so, said that those roots go back even hundreds of years to the French Revolution to the Enlightenment, and then uh, played up through uh, figures in h- world history, like Hegel, Marx, Darwin, and Freud, who uh, had tremendous impact on world history. Uh As far as the public schools are concerned, of course, we can point to figures like uh, Horace Mann, who was almost single handedly responsible for starting the public school system in the United States prior to Horace Mann. All education was privatized yeah. in America, but he became a force to be reckoned with about in the eighteen thirties and then of course, we had the Frankfurt School in the twentieth century, and these were people in Germany who had totally bought into Marxism. And they came to the conclusion that if Marxism was ever going to be adopted in the West, it would never happen through what they called a war of movement, meaning an actual war, because the West was too committed to the Judeo-Christian worldview. They they just weren't going to buy into this. So they talked about it being uh, conquered through what they called a war of position by taking over its most important institutions, the school system being one of them. And so those seeds started to be planted, but once Hitler came to power, they suddenly looked for a new home, and they found it by virtue of John Dewey, who is known as the father of progressive education, at the Columbia Teachers College. So they all came from Germany, they came to America, and those seeds started to be spread in America. And of course, that led us to the 1960s, which is known as the Sexual Revolution, And it was in that decade also that the Supreme Court first took prayer out of public schools and then Bible reading. In 1980, the Supreme Court said you can't post the Ten Commandments up on school halls. Uh, Seven years later, Alan Bloom, in his famous book, The Closing of the American Mind, uh, said that there's one thing now a university professor can be absolutely certain of, Virtually every incoming freshman believes or says he believes that truth is relative. And George, we wonder how we arrive at the place that we're in today. It's so suddenly, re- suddenly now. So suddenly, so suddenly. Well, um, the Bible is pretty clear that the people perish for lack of knowledge. And that is what P.O.K. is all about. Spreading knowledge, trying to inform people uh, about what's going on, which leads us to our mission.
1: Yeah, and our mission is to educate parents about the threats to their children in the public school system and to equip them to act. Uh, we can't just listen to something, hear something, and then just you know kind of put it in in the hard drive, so to speak. No. Uh, we have to do something about this. And the reason why we were so specific, I think, Mark, with our mission parent because who else cares more about their children? Yeah. So that's why we target parents first, but obviously we also reach out to pastors. We reach out to teachers. Uh, we reach out to so many other um, you know, categories of, of, of people um, out there, but we really are trying to reach the hearts and the minds of parents.
2: Yeah, any concerned citizen who is willing to listen to us, we're happy to talk to. But parents is our target audience. I mean, they have most to lose uh, by their children being infected with this false worldview. And this false worldview is known by uh, various names, critical theory, wokeism, neo-Marxism. Take your pick. But it, it's actually extremely complicated and variegated. But, George, we've tried to simplify it, right, uh, by talking about three specific components of this
1: worldview. Exactly. And, and how they manifest themselves in the school system. So uh, we call it the triple threat. Um, and that includes sex and gender theory. Then it goes on to critical race theory. And lastly, social emotional learning, which is kind of the the teaching vehicle of getting this worldview out in every nook and cranny of the public school system.
2: Yeah. And we've talked about each one of these components of uh, the critical theory worldview many times in our broadcast in the past. So we're not going to take time to get into it today. uh, We we welcome you to look, uh, review our past uh, uh, broadcasts and our website. But how do we get our message out? How do we do this?
1: Well, we've been honored, Mark, that over the last year alone, um, we've had over 40 speaking engagements, um, either in person or virtually, where we're being asked to either join um, a different podcast, another radio show, um, you know, everyone from like the Theology Mom uh, to his channel with Pacific Justice Institute and and other partners that have called us on, uh, churches. Call us to come in to speak to them in person, um, to speak to either their leadership team or to uh, their congregation. Uh, they set up a special night uh, throughout the week, and we're able to go in and do kind of like an informational session for parents. Um, you know, pastors, if you're listening, um, we we can do everything from forty five minute you know information session followed by q and a to where we've done full on three hour conferences with q and a and we we get to bring on other members of our p o k team and other partners uh who are very knowledgeable in in other areas especially in the medical side uh and the legal side um so um we, we've we been busy talking everywhere we, we get asked to go.
2: We have. I remember prior to the pandemic, uh, it was pretty regular for us to give three-hour conferences. We would travel around particularly the state of California doing these, and uh, that affords us the ability to have uh, uh, special experts uh, on subject matters and uh, and to bring them in. We don't see that so much anymore, but Today, by virtue of uh, radio and the Internet, um, our message knows no geographical bounds. Um, And we have discovered that our message is going across the globe, not just in America, which is really important because, George, as we both know, this is not just an American problem with the public schools. This is happening throughout the Western world. So it's very important, listeners, that this message be broadcast as far and wide as we possibly can. And speaking engagements is a primary means by which we do that. But that's not the only way, is it?
1: Well, on our website, protectourkidsnow.org, we've created a lot of materials. And in fact, this year, Mark, I know you invested a lot of time uh, to do an overall makeover, uh, basically, and to make it even you know m- more simple for parents to access this information. Um, and so if you go on our website under the multimedia page, uh, you'll see that there is a brochures tab and under that brochures tab we've we've curated uh, a very uh, short um, brochure on multiple topics. So one of them is on the triple threat. So if you want to be able to pass out a very simple trifold, uh, brochure, um, on the triple threat that just gives you a brief introduction. Um, we have that we've created one specifically for, uh, comprehensive sexuality education, which deals with our first threat, sex and gender theory. Um, we created one uh, this year on social emotional learning. Um, and, and this one was really key because, um, I think sex and gender theory and critical race theory, we, we realized through all the speaking engagements, people were, understanding that very quickly, you know, by the first or second time you hear it and you read, it's easy, but the social emotional learning,
2: which is a form of replacement parenting.
1: Yeah. It, it's just like, so slimy. You, What is it? How d- does it get exhibited in, in the schools? Is it a curriculum? No. Is it very, very tricky, but it's a Trojan horse at the end of the day. It
2: absolutely um, is.
1: And so we created a brochure specifically on that. Um, we have beyond that, what we call our evidence packages. And you can download specific evidence packages on each of these threats. Um, So parents, just explore that tab. You can actually order those brochures and we will send them to you even free of charge. And we've done that. We've been sending those brochures to anyone who's been ordering them all across the country.
2: We have. And even across the globe, people have requested them. Um, George, as you know, one of our key initiatives is to encourage pastors to strongly consider starting schools, private schools, uh, in their unused space. And for that reason, we produced a document called The Church's Calling in Education, How to Start a Private School. This is a 20-page document that will walk you step by step through the process of starting a public school. And uh, we've seen a a very good reception for that document. That's also available on our website. You can order hardbound copies. We're happy to send them to you, uh, but you can download it directly from our website as well. So we really encourage you to take a look at that.
1: And in talking about our website overhaul, we wanted to also give you a quick uh, idea of what's on there. Uh, What kind of information you can get? What are uh, the the different menu options here? Um, And so one of the first things we want to draw your attention to is uh, on the top, as you scroll through our menu, um, the the third item, there's a home page, there's an about page, and then there's the threat. Um, And so when you click that button, the triple threat shows up. And so you can click on one of those three threats and um, dive into a little bit more about what, what this is all about. Uh, but then we also added a fourth one, and I think we were compelled to do that more more recently. And you want to talk a little bit about why we did that?
2: Um, parents, if you haven't already heard about what's happening to our school libraries, uh, this is something you need to know about. Uh, our school libraries have been inundated with in- incredibly toxic and graphic material, totally in- inappropriate uh, for school children. Uh, school officials have a, a responsibility to curate materials for children. We've always done that in our past, but for some reason now, that's verboten. So, and parents, sometimes they just don't believe, oh, we've heard rumors, you know, that these terrible materials are in our uh, public libraries, but they they don't believe it. We provide evidence of that on our website, and that's continually
1: updated. And then right after the threats, we have toolkits. So parents, we have toolkits for you. We have toolkits for pastors. We have tools for teachers. Uh, We also have a very important one here under the toolkits, which is the medical research. Because we've done many episodes here on Say What, where we try to expose the lies of the medical industry when it comes to the gender-affirming care. Um, And so we want you to have access to the latest research on, on these topics um and and then a little bit deeper on the for parent side mark
2: yeah uh, for for each one of these menu picks you can drill down to to get a lot more information so for parents specifically you can find out what exactly is being taught in 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 schools and w- what are the curriculums that are being advanced uh, that are are based in critical theory um parents you need to know your legal rights well we have a, a, a information that provides a chapter and verse of, of laws that uh, let you know what your legal rights are vis-a-vis the public schools. Uh, we have resources on how to engage with your school board. George, this is so important. There's so much activity, positive and negative, that happens through school boards. And that's where the real power is in terms of what is being taught in the school district. We have resources to help you there. And then finally, George, we have opt-out forms. So most states have some um, uh, legal uh, rights that parents have to allow them to opt their kids out of the most pernicious forms of uh, these curriculums. And we make that available to you.
1: Um, And then we also have under the multimedia page, uh, homeschooling, how to do that. We have actually like a 30-minute video to help you as a parent think through that. We also mentioned the private schooling option. Um, we also have the "Say What" podcast, which you're probably listening to right now, um, and a lot of videos. In fact, I'm very proud of the videos that we put together. Uh, we have our blog, so if you subscribe to our email, uh, you insert your email on the subscribe button. Um, you are able to to receive. We try not to inundate you. Probably just you know once or twice a month uh, that we send out very important blog um, on the latest things uh, that is happening and something else that we started here.
2: Yeah, this is recent and we're very excited about this. Um, We want to make sure that our subscribers are kept abreast of the most important and recent activities that are happening that they need to know about uh, that impacts their children in the public school system. So if you subscribe to our website, you will receive once a week. So we don't inundate you what we call the POK expose, your go-to for education transparency. And we call from all the news stories, the five or 10 that are most important. And we don't show you know all the text in one email. You're not going to get that. All you're going to get is a headline and a, a small brief description. And then if you want more information, You can click on that. But this has turned out to be very valuable for people.
1: And then we actually write articles of our own. So we don't just curate articles for parents, but we also write them uh, ourselves, which some of them you'll read probably as a blog post from us, but then others end up making their way into City Journal, uh, Fox, uh, The Stream, American Thinker, The American Conservative, and, and many other places
2: yeah influential uh media outlets that are uh, uh taking advantage of uh, our research and our work and are pushing it out to the masses so this is another very important component of what we do george obviously we're on social media you have to be these days so telegram instagram facebook uh, uh the new form x that has taken over twitter uh we have a presence on all of those and you should be able to find us um, our videos are available on a YouTube channel, so just uh, type in Protect Our Kids, and you can see the videos which we regularly produce, and which we are going to continue to produce. And George, we're on a radio program right now, and this is our 133rd episode, and where listeners, you know, if you listen to us, we dive in deep to particular subjects. That work continues to go on. But, George, as you know, it takes a lot of time and effort to produce these programs, doesn't it?
1: It definitely does. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. Exactly. Um, and we also get a lot of help. We, we partner uh, with some really great organizations across the country that we've networked with and been introduced to. Um, and we're really grateful for our partnership. Um, We already mentioned the Pacific Justice Institute, um, the more recently, the Leadership Institute, um, also the California Family Council. We've had a very strong uh, partnership with them and uh, as part of a coalition for parental rights Um, and even with um, Alliance Defending Freedom and uh, the promise to America's parents. Uh, something that they started a little over a year ago, and then the Promise to America's Children initiative, which they started a little over two years ago. So um, great, great organizations that we've uh, we've highlighted a lot in our past episodes.
2: So listeners, if you want to help us, we definitely have some needs going forward. Uh, w- we want to expand um, our presence in in the marketplace of ideas. We want to get this word out even more effectively than we already are. And that means we're going to have to hire some people, aren't we, George? Uh, we have some
1: open positions. We definitely do need to. Under our key initiative, which is to inform and educate, uh, we need at least four different positions. Um, you know, director of engagement, you know, director of uh, our, our you know community outreach, um, a social media specialist. Uh, there's so much content that we create. Uh, But it's not always uh, usable in the social media format. And depending on which social media you are on, (laughs) it has to be tweaked uh, to match that. So we we need help there. Uh, Our alternative schooling initiative, which is reaching out to pastors all across the country. Uh, We've heavily focused in California and now we're moving on to Arizona, uh, but we want to move across the country as well um, and understanding how to mount legal challenges. So uh, there is much work to be done. Uh, We are prepared to do the hard work as we have been for over four years now. We're not scared of the hard work, um, but we just we just need more help.
2: So listeners, um, if you have personally benefited from the work that Protect Our Kids is doing, we could really use your help. So we would ask you to consider uh, providing some financial help to us. Uh, You can do that very easily by going to our website, going to our donate site, and uh, giving whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Well, George, I think that's about all the time we have for today. But uh, we want to thank you for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you on the next episode of Say What